Hello and welcome to The Real Talk with Pillow Talk Studios. My name is Sierra and in this podcast, nothing is off limits. From my crazy life to yours, it's time to share our experiences and get into those gritty details. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome to The Real Talk with Pillow Talk Studios. It has been a while since I recorded a podcast and it's now 2023 and I'm so excited to be here with one of my new brand ambassadors, Christine, is here today. And we're going to talk about, oh my goodness, the last couple years of her life. They've been really interesting and I think a lot of you will resonate with what she has to say. Okay, so the last couple years have been interesting and very busy with your own personal relationships. So you got together with your now ex-fiance in 2014. The first couple years were normal and then from there, you know, it was young love and in 2016 you moved in together. Can you tell us a little bit about how it was for you moving in with a romantic partner and being away from family for the first time? Yeah, absolutely. I think that for the first little bit, it was like really new and very exciting. It was Mm kind of like playing house, you know, making dinners and all that kind of fun stuff. Mm -hmm. I remember one time I was making, I think it was salmon in the oven. Oh, go get her. (laughs) (laughs) And the pan, I think I'd rinsed it out before I put it in the oven. And I know now that if there's water on a Pyrex dish that it will shatter. It will explode. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And I didn't know that at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, So I remember hearing this horrible, horrible, horrible crash and looking in my oven and all my salmon was just sitting on the grates of the oven and all the glass was at the bottom of the oven. And I just remember like crying and being like so disappointed in myself because here I am trying to be like this perfect little housewife. (laughs) Not that I was a housewife, but you know, playing that little game. Yeah. And him just being like, it's okay. We'll just just go to McDonald's. Oh, that was nice of him. (laughs) We we went to McDonald's that night. (laughs) Well, if it makes you feel any better, that actually happened to me about a month ago with Pyrex. Yeah. It just like boom exploded on the stovetop and it I was not expecting it at all because like there are certain types of pyrex and stuff that you can use on the stovetop and I guess I hadn't used this one on there before and it started with one crack it went like ping and then it just like ping 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 and I was like oh my god (laughs) it was so bad but yeah I can definitely even like myself in that situation I love to cook and that was just like the most disappointing thing I had done like I mean, like all year, honestly, (laughs) like in the kitchen, I was like, oh no. (laughs) So for a couple years, things were good. And then in 2018, you guys actually broke up. Yeah. So in 2018, we'd had a few arguments, a few disagreements. And in 2018, I actually ended things with him. Yeah. I think it had been four years at that point and we'd both sort of changed as people and we weren't necessarily always seeing eye to eye Mm -hmm. that happens with a lot of young relationships though yeah and I think it's why it's like so important to wait I mean four years seems like a long time but even like with myself and my husband like we waited a long time to get married because same thing we got together when I was 19 and he was 20 And oh my gosh, like there was a lot that happened in between, right? So I can absolutely understand where you're coming from, but you guys actually decided to get back together, hey? Yeah, so I think that in 2018, we spent about a month apart. 
we had still seen each other a few times during that period. Mm -hmm. And I think that there was just, it was just hard. It was really the only like serious relationship we'd ever really both of you well yeah yeah, for the most part like we just bought our first house in 2018 Mm -hmm. so it was it was hard it was weird to not be at the house it was weird not to be together Mm -hmm. and it probably wasn't necessarily a bad weird but it was weird yeah and so you know we talked and we decided that we would try again and do better Mm -hmm. yeah so looking back do you like think it should have like ended at that point or was it like the right thing to get back together I think that knowing what I know now Mm -hmm. I think that it probably would have been healthier for both of us Mm -hmm. to stay separated yeah and like I don't know I adore him to this Mm -hmm. day like that was my best friend for seven years but Mm -hmm. it obviously didn't work out in the end so it probably would have been better to have just gone our separate ways at that point rather than prolong the inevitable yeah exactly so another year passes and one day you guys decide to go to a jewelry store (laughs) yeah so you know it had been almost a year after the breakup at this point it was I think it was April you know he visited me at work on my lunch and we were having a nice lunch together and there was this lovely jewelry store across the street and we talked about getting married before we talked about getting engaged before and we just said to each other like hey like let's let's go pick out a ring oh my gosh kind of like a heat of the moment I guess hey Um, like I said like it was something that we talked about previously so it wasn't like super impulse no it wasn't like impulsive we'd been together for a while we owned our house together like yeah it wasn't anything like wild or crazy to get engaged it just felt like it was maybe the next step in Mm -hmm. in our story yeah so you know we went over to the jewelry store and we picked out a ring together and and then the next day (laughs) well (laughs) he told me he's like this is my choice like I'm gonna choose when I propose to you like this is my choice and I was like well you know tomorrow's good Friday like we, we both have it off of work like and we're seeing all of our family this weekend so like this would be really like a really convenient time not gonna lie we wouldn't have to make so many phone calls yeah absolutely <laughs> just show up to Easter like hey yeah so even with 2019 being a very exciting year with your proposal, you also got hit with some pretty sad news and scary news in 2019 as well. Do you want to go into that a little bit? Yeah, so in 2019, I still remember it like it was yesterday. I was sitting at work on my lunch break and my mom texted me and she was like, I have to like tell you something. And I was like, what are you like talking about like what mm-hmm. what do you mean you have to tell me something mm-hmm. and she's like your grandma like she has cancer so even with that news there was some good going into it i guess yeah there mm-hmm. at the time there was a lot of hope they said it seems like treatable like it looks good like we think that like at, at least as far as i remember and what i was told that mm-hmm. was sort of the message mm-hmm. yeah so she decided to go through with treatment and everything and yeah yeah but of course we all know what happens next in 2020 the pandemic hit and 
not only were you going through this with your grandma, your, the health declining and everything and her going through treatment, but of course with the pandemic, it was like everybody has to stay at home and not go to work. And I mean, at work, you're a very social person. You're with people all day. So I can only imagine how that must have felt and not being able to see her as much as you would like, right? Yeah. Yeah. I just, March of 2020 like hit and I remember Easter that year. Mm-hmm. My ex and I, we made chicken and stuffing and tried to do our own little Easter thing. Mm-hmm. And I remember that day messaging my grandma because we weren't, of course, allowed to see people at that time. Yeah. And just saying like, you know, do you, do you have food? Like, do you need anything? Like, can mm-hmm. I bring you some Easter food? Like, we made chicken and stuff and she was like oh no like I'm okay thank you so much Mm -hmm. and like I look back at that with so much regret because that was the last holiday that she was here for right yeah I didn't get to spend it with her yeah no it's it's really hard the last time I actually saw my Oma was on Christmas Eve of last year and like that too where I'm like the whole time I was sitting there and I was like I know that this is probably the last holiday and it's not a true holiday because I mean everything was amped up at that time for COVID and I mean even with you like not even being able to go over and be like happy Easter like here's a chocolate bunny like it's it's hard and it it's hard to think of it with without regret but it's one of those things where it's hard to move forward no matter how you think about it. So during this time with your grandma's diagnosis and having cancer and going through the pandemic, how did your ex support you during this time? I I would say that he was like overall very supportive. I mm-hmm. think that he supported me in the best way that he knew how. Mm-hmm. There wasn't, there's obviously no like guidebook for for life or for, no. for loss or yeah. for that impending feeling. You know, I think going through, I, I'd never gone through something like that and especially not as an adult, right? Mm-hmm. I was, I'm very blessed to have had the majority of my family members, the majority of my life. Mm-hmm. I'd lost great grandparents before, mm-hmm. but it's so different when you're a kid. <laughs> it's so different as a child compared to as an adult. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, I would say kind of the same thing. And I wish that there was some type of guidebook of like, here you go when something's happening. And I'm sure there's probably something like that out there. But when you're in your 20s and not really sure what to expect and you go from having a healthy grandparent to someone who is going through treatments... It's very different, and especially during the pandemic when you can't see someone, too. We had no idea what to expect from all of that, so... Yeah, exactly. I think that it was really isolating to go through that in a pandemic. Mm -hmm. You know, this was a time when my family should have been surrounding each other with open arms, holding each other, holding each other up, and we weren't allowed. No. We weren't. We were basically like if you you were told that you're a bad person for wanting to see your family during that time yeah it was so so isolated it was really hard to go through that especially at that time I think for both of us it was like well what's what's right and what's wrong like do you see these people that don't have a lot of time left or do you not see them and regret it well yeah and I think that like the biggest thing too is being told that you were protecting them by not going to see them knowing now like knowing now what I know Mm -hmm. it's like I I wish that I would have done it anyway 
So in September 2020, your grandma did pass away. And at this point, you really started to lose yourself. And how were you personally at this point of time? So I think during the pandemic, like, it was pretty bad. But Mm -hmm. I think September hit me like a brick wall. I just, I remember just after losing her, laying in bed. And I would just lay there and stare at the wall and cry mm. or watch TikTok and cry. You just didn't know what to do with yourself. No, no. I stopped eating. Mm-hmm. I, the only thing that I did was go to work mm-hmm. because that was my only real distraction. Yeah. Was just throwing myself into my work. Mm-hmm. And even at that point, like we were still told to like, to not have a lot of contact with people that weren't in your household and like even with you working at a high traffic workplace I mean it's so like it's ass backwards really like you were okay to go to work but you weren't okay to like go to family's houses and grieve and talk about it and all of that kind of stuff right yeah I remember my sister coming over to my house after we lost our grandmother Mm -hmm. and just like staring at each other and just like like silently like crying together and having to also worry that you know one of my neighbors would see that I had a visitor and call the cops on me and all I wanted to do was not be alone I wanted to grieve with somebody who also understood what I was going through and my sister had obviously also just lost our grandmother just having that grief but also having that fear when my oma passed away this was just last january there was like a few days after where like i know my husband just like didn't know what to do with me like he would just be like do you need anything do you need some snacks do you want me to make dinner should we order dinner that kind of stuff which like obviously does help but i mean besides family which again like we weren't at that point supposed to go anywhere and her funeral was even i think there was like 12 of us because it wasn't even supposed to be a big funeral i think the max you were allowed to have was like 15 people and it was graveside just so wild how that point of time just was so different than opposite of what when my opa passed away when i was 14 i mean there was like 400 people at his funeral and everybody coming up to you going oh i'm so sorry for your loss but at this point it was just so different than the normal way of grieving. It was the same for my grandma. We had like a small little graveside service. There mm-hmm. was maybe 20 people in attendance. Mm-hmm. And I feel sad to this day that she didn't get to have that big funeral because you know she had touched the lives of so many people. Everybody mm-hmm. that knew her had kind things to say about her about how, and the stories that people tell at funerals. I feel like that's so important for the grieving process to Mm -hmm. have that sense of community and I feel like that was another thing that we were completely robbed of losing Mm -hmm. grandparents during the pandemic yeah and it's one of those things where we've had a lot of people ask like oh what are you going to do something bigger for her but I feel at that point as well like it's opening a whole can of worms all over again I don't know if you feel the same way it was hard enough the first time I think like sure it would be nice Mm -hmm. but at the same time like you said like it's I don't know like almost backtracking at that point I, I agree yeah like going back and feeling that all over again and I just feel like if people really want to do something at this point they can do something in their own time like they know where she's buried like you can go do something on your own (laughs) absolutely 
So at this point with your grandma passing and just falling into this deep hole of depression, you just kind of stopped caring about yourself and everything around you, hey? Yeah, I think that losing somebody and having it be my first experience really with loss and doing it during a pandemic and being so isolated I really it was polarizing Mm -hmm. there was no room in my heart in my mind to care about anything I didn't care about myself I stopped you know taking care of myself I like I mean like my like I showered, I brushed my teeth, you know, <laughs> bare but like, minimum, but like the bare minimum. Like I said, like, I, I think that like the first few months after losing my grandmother, I think I survived off like McDonald's junior chickens. Like that was the only, the only thing I could eat. My, all my time was spent crying and bargaining that maybe like I could get her to come back somehow if only I did the right things, which obviously isn't how death works, but it's where your mind goes. Yeah. And I think yeah. I just went... I stopped caring about everything. So included in that would be your relationship with your ex fiance at this point, hey? I I guess so. Like I like I say, like I wasn't I didn't care about myself, so how could I care about anyone else at that point really? Yeah, and did he ever say anything about it? Like about this? Or was he like still trying to support you through this? I think he was still like trying his best to support me. But I don't know. I think that anybody, like, can only go so long with that kind of thing. Like, even my friends, like, at, like everybody, they just, it kind of just gets to the point where I think that the rest of the world kind of moves on and you're stuck in time, yeah. back in time. And you're, you know, it still feels like the very first day for you, but everybody else has been like, you know, it's been six months it's been nine months like why why are you not back to normal but i don't think at that point you really know what normal is november 2021 comes around and after a seven year relationship you guys called it quits so can you kind of go into what you realized a month after that you had in a little timeline you wrote out for me that on december 15th 2021 you cried about it for the last time i think that there was so many feelings and so many so much not feeling just because of that numbness having lost nana and so at first it was just a shock to the system there's this person that you know you've woken up to pretty much every day for the last seven years and suddenly you're waking up alone and that's weird and you know you'd leave work and you'd call them and be like you know what do you want to do for dinner like what what's going on like how mm-hmm. like how was your day and suddenly there's no phone call as you're walking to your car at the end of the night it was shocking at first and I remember my boss pulling me into like I went into work and my boss like took me into her office and I remember crying so hard that she made me take my mask off because this was still when we were wearing masks she was like please take that off you're gonna hyperventilate like you're going to pass out like please take your mask off yeah and just like crying but I think Mm -hmm. it was like that initial shock this is my whole life that I have to figure out now. Spent time with good friends, good co-workers, family members. And so about a month later, December 15th comes around and I realized for the first time I'm an adult. This is my really my first time ever being single as an adult and I can do whatever I want. Like mm-hmm. it's my life is completely mine now. Yeah. Mine for the taking. I can 
go wherever I want to go. I can eat whatever I want to eat. I can hang out with whoever I want to hang out with. Like, mm-hmm. there's nobody to answer to. If I wanted to pack my bags and move tomorrow, I could realistically do that. There was, for the first time in my life, I felt like I was completely in control of my own life. And mm-hmm. it was it was so freeing. Yeah, absolutely. I think that people forget that a lot of the times, that the only person that can change your life is you at the end of the day and sure there can be situations and like a lot of stuff that you might have to figure out to do those things but it all comes back to you right and I think that's a really amazing realization and that you weren't in that position for that long of you know being crazy sad about it because you realized oh wait a second I am Christine and I can do whatever the hell I want my whole life do whatever it is that I want to do and it was a really weird like epiphany moment yeah (laughs) so backtracking a little bit but in November after you had broken up with your fiance you decided to try out some dating apps because it's something you had never experienced before do you want to tell us a little bit about that Sure. I was hanging out with a girlfriend one night and, you know, we were a couple of glasses of wine in and Mm -hmm. we got to talking and I said, like, you know, maybe one of these days I'll, like, download a dating app Mm because I'd never tried it. Like I said, my ex and I had gotten together when I was 20, so Mm -hmm. never really had an opportunity to explore that. And she was like, do it now. Like, (laughs) why not? And we were, like I say, a couple glasses of wine in. So Mm -hmm. I was like, sure, like, let's do it. Mm -hmm. And she's like, you know, you don't even have to talk to them. Like, I wasn't really in the headspace (laughs) where I wanted to, like, have conversation with anybody yeah she's like let's just like let's just swipe through them like this was like a married friend of mine so she's like let's just like swipe through these people Mm -hmm. and so we downloaded I don't even remember which one it was but we downloaded an app and we went for it (laughs) swiped on people and didn't talk to them but just yeah it was a new experience it was a new experience yeah did it I guess it must have felt a little bit like liberating too you know being able to go through and read these people's profiles and be like, maybe I'd be into this, or maybe I'd be into this, or, you know, this person seems interesting to me. And again, like, even if you don't talk to them, it's nice to just try it out. <laughs> Absolutely. It for sure was, li- I think I love that word liberating. Yeah. Because that's exactly how it felt. And it mm-hmm. wasn't even like, oh, I'll maybe find this person interesting. Like, it was, because like I say, like, I wasn't in the space where I was like, yeah, I, I want a new boyfriend or mm-hmm. anything, but... It just was liberating and fun and goofy and... That's awesome. No, good for you. We're going to December 15th again, but on December 15th, you also started talking to someone on one of these dating apps. (laughs) Somebody had sent me a message Mm -hmm. and I replied to it. And, you know, at that point, I still wasn't looking for anything. It was more so just liberating, how Mm -hmm. you put it, to talk to people because I hadn't talked to men other than my ex-fiance really in seven years (laughs) in like seven years so it was a a new experience these conversations were nothing scandalous they Mm -hmm. were very friendly very like nothing Mm -hmm. nothing crazy but it probably just felt 
really good to even just talk to someone different, right? Exactly. Yeah. Even in a friendship sort of capacity. So you ended up dating this person for a little while, hey? Probably um, seeing them. <laughs> yeah, maybe seeing. Yeah, went on a few dates and mm-hmm. what felt like at the time a really good connection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And even though it was short, what did you learn from it? A lot. People come into your lives for different reasons. Absolutely. And, you know, as nice as it would be that, you know, maybe everybody that came into your life was there to stay forever. Mm -hmm. That's not ultimately realistic. But during this short whirlwind period, I had a lot of realizations. Mm. And I think I, you know, picked up some good habits. I learned a lot about myself from Mm -hmm. him. I feel like you grew a lot during this time and it's also at a time where you started to pick up the pieces of yourself too and I feel like I mean I've talked to other friends who've been in, in similar situations going from you know being with a partner that it just wasn't working with anymore to going to someone that actually paid attention to you and gave you the things that you were needing and it really can help you pick yourself back up so i'm sure that really helped with your healing process too like even just the way that this person spoke to me i don't think i've ever been treated with such respect Mm -hmm. in the way that somebody spoke to me he was encouraging really did like make me realize what i want in a future partner and what i will accept in a future partner and what I will look for and it made me realize that I'm not gonna date somebody or be with somebody unless they check all those boxes. So even though that romance was brief and short, this person really helped you through a lot of things and one of those things you mentioned to me was imposter syndrome. Something that I've always sort of struggled with is imposter, like I said, like imposter syndrome. All of my friends are you know, highly successful, wonderful, kind people. They all are in these beautiful, happy marriages Mm -hmm. with people that are their best friends. They live in beautiful homes. They drive nice cars. Go on fancy holidays, like all of that kind of stuff. They're wonderful people and they work hard for everything they have. But Mm -hmm. I always felt like, why are they friends with me? Like, I'm not as successful i'm not as smart i'm not as motivated like why why are they friends with me and this person also highly successful incredibly intelligent like i would just like think to myself like as soon as he realizes that like i'm not that person or as soon as my friends realize that i'm not as successful and as wonderful as they are he's gonna leave my friends aren't gonna want to be my friends and i i've struggled with that for years Mm -hmm. no it's it's super hard it's really hard even in my own life i think a lot of the same things i'm like do these people actually like me (laughs) why are they around me it's really hard to i mean i don't even want to say get over but realize that you're not this image that you have of yourself in your head that you're a lot more than that with everything going on in your life you know you had gone through the pandemic losing nana your relationship breakdown you were having a really hard time with a lot of things this imposter syndrome is one of the worst things that you could ever go through and i I totally feel you there. Where do you start picking up the pieces when your life is in shambles? Like, what did you start doing for yourself? That was something I really struggled with because I was looking at the list of things I wanted to do Mm -hmm. and it was a mile long. Mm -hmm. And 
when I would look at it, I'd become paralyzed, really. I have to get all this done and I don't know how to start. I don't know where to start. So where do you pick up your life when it's in pieces? Piece by piece. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, going through the pandemic, going through the depression of losing my grandmother, there were so many things that I had neglected in my own life. Doctor's appointments. I hadn't been to the optometrist in a ridiculous amount of time um, to the point where they were like, no, like we're not even going to order you contact lenses. You need, to, <laughs> you need to come in for a full exam before yeah. we'll even consider ordering you contact lenses. <laughs> Those things like making a doctor's appointment, going to the optometrist, going to the dentist. Like, I would think about these things for weeks. Mm -hmm. I would think, like, you have to do this. Like, you need to call and book an appointment. Yeah. And I would think about it for weeks. And then finally, I would have one moment of, like, insane courage where mm -hmm. I would just, just hit the call button on yeah. my phone and book this appointment. But once the ball was rolling, it was easier. And once things started coming off the list, it was easier. And I started not feeling like such a fucking loser. Yeah, <laughs> no, absolutely. <laughs> now I have these appointments booked and it's not like, oh, this is like, not that your friends would ever judge you like for mm -hmm. not having been to the optometrist, but I was judging myself. This is embarrassing. Yeah. I, I need to get this like figured out. Yeah. And again, the only person that can do that is you <laughs> it all comes back to you at the end of the day and i know it's so easy to feel like that fucking loser but <laughs> it's true why can't i just pick up the phone and call these people like it's just this like crazy weird anxiety that you go through and it doesn't make sense but having that three seconds of clarity would encourage where you're like okay i'm just gonna do it i'm just gonna do it i'm just gonna do it as much as you might want to press like the, the hang up button <laughs> you know you can't do it and that you just have to get through with it one of the biggest things you did for yourself was actually book that orthodontist appointment and get in for braces <laughs> yeah after i finally bit the bullet and booked the dentist appointment i spoke to my dentist and I said you know I hate my smile just mm -hmm. straight up and the only reason that I can even talk about this now with you without like crying mm -hmm. is because I'm in the process of fixing it yeah but I because I would never talk about it people would say like what's your greatest insecurity and I'd be like oh my my nose or my weight or you know what I mean yeah because I literally could not talk about what my actual greatest insecurity was and it yeah. was my smile I didn't ever want to smile in pictures I didn't want to talk in front of people I hardly knew because I didn't want them to look at my teeth I didn't I hated it I hated myself because of it mm -hmm. and so I said to my dentist I want to do this and he was like you have like lovely teeth mm -hmm. which I'm like stop lying to me yeah you're but, like, no I don't I'm like, I'm like you're a dentist like you you do not think these are nice teeth but I said like I, I want this and he's like I'll put in a referral for you I like went home and I researched the orthodontist's office mm -hmm. and right on their website it's like no referral needed so I literally called them the next day I was like hey my, my dentist is sending a referral but your website says I don't need one, so like, can we just like book that appointment now? So I booked it and... And the first, I mean, the day you got your braces was actually Brand Ambassador Day, our first shoot. So um, <laughs> I felt so bad, but this was something that of course you had wanted for 
such a long time that I wasn't going to be like, well, you don't get to be a brand ambassador anymore because you need to get braces. Like, that would be the bitchiest thing I could ever do. So I basically said to you, it was like, well, just come after you get it on. And uh, I mean, I feel bad for you because I know that your (laughs) mouth was probably in hell, but... (laughs) A little bit, a little bit. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it was something that I'd wanted to do for myself probably 15 years, honestly, at this point. And it was... It was time. It was time. And it was, like I said, my money my body my choice so I finally said you know what like you're never going to be happy with yourself if you don't do this like Mm -hmm. let's do it and I booked the appointment and then you said when we spoke on that phone that day you're like yeah like so the first shoot's November 18th and I was like ah (laughs) I have an appointment November 18th and Mm -hmm. I'm still so grateful that you made it work so I could do both because (laughs) both were life-changing I've I've never been happier with a choice that I've made Mm -hmm. in getting braces at nearly 30 years old yeah yeah, I think it's one of those things. The more people you talk to, the more people you find are actually doing stuff like this, getting braces, getting a line, and doing the things that they always wanted to do, whether that be even with people, they want a boob job, they want a breast lift, they want a tummy tuck, all of that kind of stuff. I am such a like, if it's going to make you happy, you got to go for it. Absolutely. <laughs> Some people are so weird about any sort of modification. Yeah. And it's like, you know what? Like, who cares? Like, you mm-hmm. want to get any sort of augmentation you want to get braces you want to get tattoos like make your body what you want because it's it's your vessel and you have to live in it your whole life like yeah. take care of it but also like do what you want so something that you really wanted to do with your life was be successful can you tell us a little bit about what you did to get to where you are today like i said all my friends are successful wonderful people and mm-hmm. I always felt like the loser in comparison. (laughs) So I thought to myself, how are we going to change that? Like, what are you going to do? And so I had signed up for a course Mm -hmm. to help me progress a little bit in my career. And I'd originally signed up for that in September of 2021. So right before basically my whole life kind of fell apart for a little bit. Looking back, it's honestly shocking to me that I had done that in September of 2021 because I was still in full-on like depression mm-hmm. for September of 2021 after losing Nana in September of 2020. But mm-hmm. I had a co-worker and a friend and she had said to me, you're smart, you can do this. Go talk to our boss, tell her you want to sign up, see what she says and... I, I have the most amazing boss in the whole world. I could talk for days about how much <laughs> she has been so instrumental in all of the success that I've had this past year and a half now. She was so encouraging. She said to me, because we were still wearing masks at the time, she's like, she's like, I know you can't see my smile, but she's like, I'm smiling so big that you want to sign up for this course right now. Like you're, you'll be amazing. Mm -hmm. And I signed up and I didn't really know what I was getting into at the time because it was not an easy course and I'm not a study book person. Mm -hmm. Like I learned from doing, not from reading about how to do things. 2022, a lot of time was spent studying and I probably should have booked the test a lot sooner and you know not procrastinated as much as I did but Mm -hmm. 
doesn't matter now because it, it's done. And honestly, you've done so well for yourself. Thank you. Because you you did this course and you went out of your comfort zone. Even applying to be a brand ambassador for Pillow Talk Studios was a big step for you. And I mean, between everything that's happened, you actually got recognized for your service and what you're doing at your workplace and doing so well with it. And do you want to talk about the award that you got? I'm, oh, it's so bad. I hate talking about yourself. Myself. Yeah. And that, like, I, I don't know. It just feels so braggy. But you, you deserve to brag. <laughs> you deserve to be happy with what you've done. Every year, usually in the fall at my work, we have a little performance night, they call it. We give out some awards and some little speeches and say, this person has accomplished this and this person's accomplished this. Mm -hmm. And you have to be nominated throughout the year for one of the quarters to even be eligible for any of those awards that night. Yeah. So I knew I was eligible. Mm -hmm. It's one of those things. You don't see yourself the way other people maybe necessarily see you. Mm -hmm. So I knew I was eligible, but I wasn't really thinking... I'm going to win anything. I'm up against all these phenomenal, hardworking, intelligent people. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not going to win. Like, I'll go. I'll have some table wine. I'll celebrate my (laughs) my coworkers' successes. And it'll be a good time. We'll get dressed up. It'll be fun. Mm -hmm. Then they called my name. And (laughs) I was not expecting that. And if I had been expecting that, I maybe would have had a little less table wine that night. (laughs) But we won't go into that too much. You're a humble person. And when you're not expecting something like that, it is. It's such a shock. It's such a shock. And because you won that award, you actually get to go on a really awesome holiday, work holiday, I guess, hey? Yeah, so... (laughs) Something that comes with that award is they send you to a conference, a work Mm -hmm. conference. And that seems, you're like, oh, well, a work conference. But they're sending me to Florida for the work (laughs) conference. So I leave on Friday. I'm a little stressed. But (laughs) yeah, so stepping out of my comfort zone, which really is like what I wanted to do in 2022. And now again in 2023. And I've Mm -hmm. never traveled before. I've flown to Edmonton and I've flown to Vancouver. That's as far as I've been on a plane. And Mm -hmm. now I have to fly to like Toronto and (laughs) Florida. And I'm, oh gosh. Nervous about it. So nervous. But excited. It'll, it's exciting. Yeah. I think it'll open up a lot of new avenues for you and to meet and get to know like-minded people will be really awesome for you and what you want to do with your career. So we're almost done, but I really wanted to ask you, what is something that you really think helped you with your success? I think it's something that's so instrumental in my success would be just surrounding myself with good people, surrounding myself with encouraging people, positive people, people that want nothing more from you than to see you succeed, whether that's my friends, because I have the most phenomenal group of friends, Mm -hmm. or I have dinner with my grandmother every Thursday, I go over and we have dinner and play cards, and Mm -hmm. she's probably my biggest cheerleader, or like I got to know my other great aunt this year when we sewed a baby blanket for one of my friends (laughs) and getting to have that bonding time with her and she's encouraging me to travel more and like now I have this little travel bug that's saying like you know you need to go to Scotland this year you need to go to Europe this year like you need to get out there you need to do things you need to see the world you Mm -hmm. need to do things for you yeah just you know and my my boss too just encouraging me to 
progress in my career and putting me in positions where I'm going out of my comfort zone but I'm thriving has been just like monumental honestly it's scary but it's exciting and it's so amazing to see what happens in your life when you surround yourself with that and you're not surrounded with negativity right absolutely and, mm-hmm. and being here with you today like this mm-hmm. this podcast is so out of my comfort zone like I, <laughs> I'm not good at public speaking not yeah. that this is necessarily public but it kind of is it's right? going out there so yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you thank you for helping me push myself so we have come to the end of our little podcast here and there's just One last thing I think Christine wants to say here, and I think it's really powerful. So I'll let you take it away. (laughs) Oh gosh. (laughs) I am working to get to the point where the next time that I meet somebody who is amazing, successful, that I feel like I'm good enough. I want to, and not even just for them, but for myself, like I want to look in the mirror and think to myself, I'm enough. And I didn't feel like that before this this journey start to finish that we've talked about today. But mm-hmm. And there's still moments in time where I don't. But overall, like I can finally look in the mirror and I feel like I'm proud of me and I'm proud of what I've done. And I don't feel that way anymore. That's amazing. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Christine, for being here today. And I'm so happy you're one of my brand ambassadors. And where can people find you on social media? (laughs) Thank you so much for having me today. This has been a lot of fun. It wasn't nearly as scary as I thought. (laughs) So that's been really good. You can find me on Instagram at K-R-Y-S-T-A-N-I-E underscore. (laughs) (laughs) Have to spell it out. Have to spell that ridiculous name. Thank you so much, mother. Well, thanks everybody for listening and there will be a new episode soon. So have a great one. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Thank you for joining the Real Talk with Pillow Talk Studios. You can find us on Instagram at Pillow Talk Studios and in our Facebook group, Pillow Talk Studios exclusive VIP group. I cannot wait to share another episode with you soon. Bye.